This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I'm supposed to uh, start the show off with a gurgle gurgle because uh, I told somebody last night that I do it. But anyway, uh, you are listening to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and comment. And we'll get into some comments uh, in just a second. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, where we live tweet during a bunch of things, post a lot of stuff. Uh, also, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. We post a lot, mostly predominantly videos, I want to say, recently. Going back and looking at the catalog of posts that we've done, it's uh, predominantly videos. Um, no, we need people to go watch our, our Cooking with Brandon. Well, you're Cooking with Brandon because it's all your show. It's not, not, not of my doing. Well, I mean, you're you make. I think it. it's pretty safe to say it's not a my doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's there's end credits that say different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, go watch Cooking with Brandon. It was a lot of. Uh, it was a pain to make. Well, it was a pain just because it was 97 degrees outside. And- 97. That clocked in at like 112. Yeah, but that was also like – it's like field temperature. Like if you go to a baseball game, oh, field temperature is 108 degrees, but the stand, it's, uh, you know, 70. Eh, I prefer 98 degrees. You would. You boy band mark you. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you have any emails, uh, anything like that, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. You can also hear my bird Beaker in the background. He likes to comment on the show. He wants it to be heard. So if you want to tweet at him, he doesn't have a Twitter. Chris, he's a, he's a, take your breath right now, Chris. What? <laughs> what, did, what did Beaker just say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You said something. Anyways. I heard Beaker. Oh, yeah. I think it. Chris, shake your fucking mouth. No, yeah. Okay, Brandon. You can follow Brandon on Twitter since he's right here at B2TG161. Brandon, how are you yeah. doing today? Oh yeah, I'm doing I'm doing awesome as always. Yeah, and that's that you know that's not correct, asshole. Yeah, I know it's not correct, but I know it pisses you off. So well, yeah, why, well, why are you, why are you getting pissed off? Because your bird is speaking to you. No, because well, you're trying to impersonate. Prefer that. Some people. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, nobody fucking nobody prefers that. I have to. I, get the, curse. I got a tweet the other day from Fake Brandon, and uh, it, it, he's getting a little bit more like you? what? Why doesn't Brandon bow you? I don't know why. Because I'm happily married and I don't need anybody else to touch my uh, lower extremities. Thank you very much. That's the reason why Brandon doesn't do that. You mean your penis. Yeah, no, he's getting really like Riddler-esque now. Creepy. It's fucking Why creepy. is Da Raven like a writing desk? <laughs> yeah. You know what that is, right? Yeah, that's from um, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But why is Raven right? I forget. Uh, what's the response? Why is Raven? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a that's a great, that's a terrible. Anyway, you can hear him as well. Uh, you can not follow him on Twitter, but use the hashtag no Twitter. Dave, Dave, how are you today? I'm doing awesome as always, and I'm ready for this damn podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, go well, check Mark. out Cooking with Brandon. Yeah, Mark. Hey, listen, he's trying to put it over as much as uh, as you're putting it over. He, he did my intro, Mark. <laughs> that's okay. It's alright, but uh, yeah, Cooking with Brandon, go check that out. Uh, maybe we'll do the. Uh, 
Uh, cooking with Brandon five <laughs> or whatever it is up to episode three. Episode I can't three. wait for to see the sausage episode. Yeah, right. That, that has to be that last scene. Well, the second to last scene, I think, was my favorite thing out of all of it because that actually got like that was very like natural. Brandon was just like, really? Well, apparently, you had a lot. You had a lot of like. Yeah, because why the fuck would I want to say that? I know, but no, but the, the way you said it, it had like a lot of, you know, yeah, cause emphasis apparently, Because apparently I have to do whatever the producer says, which is bullshit. Yeah. I think it's – I thought that the entire, the entire thing was hilarious. Like, okay, Dave, I, relax. I, we get how funny it was. Relax. Yeah. No, I'm putting you over. I'm putting you <laughs> over. I, I thought that the entire gold dust part was pretty funny too. That was yeah. probably one of my favorite. Oh, and where Brandon was walking to the grill where he's like doing that little uh, push like, to the like, side. Like hot tomato. Yeah, that I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and Brandon sends me a video at like 2 o'clock in the morning of <laughs> the kid from Hey Arnold not doing the same walk. Yes, he was. Not at all. <laughs> yes, he, he was. You can't really see it, though. You can't really see it. Dude, he really was, though. Kato Mate's aside, uh, let's get into some fan comments on the website. As we say every week, if you listen to the show, go to markingout.com and uh, comment on the show. So we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Rick David said, I believe it was actually two steps on the chromatic scale. I actually loaded it into cool edit and lowered the pitch. Yeah, I took the trouble. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Great show as usual, although Brandon really phoned in this week. Jeez. Oh, phoned it in this week. Jeez. And then he comments again, damn it, I botched my joke. Yeah, Brandon is on the uh, Brandon Summer Tour, all fisting, no fury. Um, so check him out. I think he'll be at Blow tonight, but no one will know that because we will uh... – But he'll be at uh, uh, PWS tomorrow. You're going to be at PWS tomorrow too? I don't know. I believe so. I have to cough. Okay, so mute your microphone. Uh, anyway, Rick David then uh, commented again. That band was really good. I'm not into growl vocals, but the song reminded me of the kind of thing WWE used used to use before their pay-per-view started to suck arse. In parentheses, I'm laughing in advance about hearing you say you pronounce arse. Uh, anyway, to uh, re- refresh from last week, that band was called Kit Carson. Uh, go check them out. I'll be playing with them August 11th at Port Jazz in Port Jefferson. So if you are on Long Island, definitely check it out because it's going to be a kick-ass show. Uh, Melissa Gutterman said, awesome show as per usual. Uh, could you guys see Daniel Bryan beating Cena and having Randy Orton lo- uh, lose when he cashes in? Therefore, pushing Brian even more. It would be like when Jericho beat Rock and Austin in the same night, except with Cena and Orton. Also, if Andy Orton wins the championship, could you see this ruining what should be a huge moment? I mean, how often does somebody beat Cena cleanly for the WWE championship? Um, I don't. When Randy Orton cashes in, I see him winning the WWE title. So if that happens at SummerSlam, I think I may have said that last week on the show. So I could see it happening at SummerSlam. I, I would much rather see Randy Orton lose the briefcase than Danny, Damian Sandow. Yeah, I think that's a general consensus of the show. I, I don't hmm. – I think that if Randy Orton does lose uh, the money in the bank, I think it would be a good idea and it would be a good way to push his heel turn because it will help him snap a little bit more with those voices and everything. And I think it would be a good way to like gradually ease into it. I feel – that if he cashes in on Daniel Bryan and wins successfully, that's going to be super uber nuclear heat. So hmm. yeah. I could definitely, I could definitely see Daniel Bryan beating John Cena cleanly, though. Yeah, no, I, so so can I. He's submission specialist. 
Exactly. Can't I can wrestle see them, us. So I can six. see them going back. Right. I can see the end of the match being like Cena locking in the STF and then somehow Daniel Bryan coming up with some really crazy reversal to it yeah. and locking in the uh, the no lock or yes lock. The no lock. All right. Uh, next one. B. Monson B says, Brandon inspired me to make pizza. Um, I hope you made your own dough. Yeah. That was before uh, the, the new episode was released. So yeah. thank you. All right. Uh, Melissa said, hey, guys, I just read a story about the reason Cassius Ono hasn't been on TV and why he hasn't been called up to the main roster. Why do you guys uh, what do you guys think of the whole situation? I think he looks fine the way that he is and kind of has the body type of baby CM Punk. I tried to emphasize the question mark there. Um, I mean, not everyone is going to look like John Cena. He's in better shape than the NXT champion, in my opinion. The show was totally awesome as usual. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, this is something I actually wanted to talk about. Apparently, yeah, those reports saying that Cash Sono has been taken off all live uh, television tapings because of uh, apparently he hasn't been hitting the gym hard enough. Oh, well, now, now it's being reported that he's back on the card. So I guess it was only like one week he was taken off NXT. Yeah, because they're and, uh, live and, events. Yeah, apparently they're find, trying to find a storyline to bring him up to the main roster. Um, but I feel I feel like this is something that like in the Art of Wrestling podcast with Chris Hero he mentioned you know he's not like the most overemphasized guys as some guys in the wrestling business are about going to the gym but he's a solid in ring performer he could be a trainer in NXT uh, I'll be honest I don't buy into it yeah I don't I, don't. I, I really like me and Brandon spoke about it once I the only reason I knew about the story was because of Melissa's comment on our page mm-hmm. yeah. and then I looked a little bit further into it and I spoke to Brandon about it. And I think Brandon, same way. We don't believe in this. We think it's there's just so a many story. there's so many guys on the main roster that aren't in tip top shape. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a story that some news site put up to kind of drag people uh, get uh, traffic to yeah, their get website. traffic to their website. That's. I don't think there's really anything to it. Yeah. Uh, and last comment is from Marcy Abakwe. Baku? I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Boku? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for keeping me entertained every week. I really enjoy listening to you guys. I am from France and like your show. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's very cool, especially it, not, like it's always great to hear from fans outside of the United States. Does it say Marcy Boku? Maybe. Uh, hey, that, hey, she's saying thank you. So even if, if you aren't from <laughs> France and you're just doing a. Uh, really? What? What? I think. Why do you think somebody just put that and just? Uh, I, also, I actually I also have a question from Twitter. Twitterville. Okay. Um, the Twitter at, sphere. At Nick CV wants to know. He wants us to answer this question. Think TNA's in a mess. There. I uh, think TNA's in a mess. They're in if they stayed put at the pack zone. Well, let's answer that later. Yeah, let's answer okay, that later. So, we'll, so Nick will answer your question a little bit later on in the sh- in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, get let's get on to some uh, sports entertainment. Yeah. Uh, let's go. yeah. Let's start off with SmackDown from last week. We have one middle, no bads. Uh, RVD defeated Darren Young. You could have expected that to happen. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm just completely. I don't, I don't maybe over Rob Van Dam at this point. I, you know what? I can agree in a certain extent. It's always it's good to see RVD back in the WWE. They did the right thing by bringing him back in Philadelphia with a ladder match. We've said that numerous times before. But if they're just going to keep throwing him out there just to face like mid card guys every week, like yeah, it's like it's just floating around. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've, 
I'm starting to notice that it really is only six moves that he's been really performing. But when he does perform them, they're really they're well done. So I go back and forth with it. I sometimes I'm entertained by him, and sometimes I'm not. I like Rob Van Dam. I like knowing that each week there's going to be a different singlet. Yes, and I I like. And they highlighted that on uh, WWE.com this week, actually. Yeah, I saw my favorite segment oh. was, was up there. But that's not to say that I don't like Mark a little bit for him when uh, he comes out or when uh, uh, he made his return. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I totally yeah. marked hard. I mean, it's just during the matches at times it could get a little bit repetitive. No, I agree. It's Especially like, like, if it's week but, in and week out. But so many yeah. people say that about John Cena. That's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing like John Cena – like we've seen him each week, and they're they're always somewhat different matches, though, because like, and the fans are always going to be loud and, and proud behind Cena or against Cena. Well, uh, I'm not going to harp on RVD about anything yet because he's only been like two weeks in with the WWE so far. So I'm going to wait a little bit, uh, a little bit more until I see more matches and see if he if it's catching on if it's only going to be six moves or whatnot it could just because it's been so recent so i'm giving him a lot of time yeah and, and when are we going to see his first loss i don't know never i mean, maybe against like ryback or uh spoiler it, it, alert really <laughs> yeah oh wow okay whatever uh let's get no uh, no not against ryback spoiler alert about his first loss oh why smackdown brother Oh. <laughs> well, it's not a spoiler. Case no, I'm saying to you guys, though. I mean. Oh, why? Who did you lose to? Alberto. I'm not even going to say it. Alberto Del Rio. Really? Which, which makes sense. He's the champion. He's world champion. Okay. No, that, that puts Del Rio a little bit over. But yeah. We'll speak about when, that next When is Ricardo week? supposed to be back? Soon, I, I think. I'm not. I'm not on work for WWE. All right. All right. Uh, yo, excuse me. Continue. You're excused. Thank you. Uh, continuing on, uh, let's get to the goods now. We have a new general manager of SmackDown. Uh, Teddy Long was going to get a performance evaluation on the job that he's been doing. Uh, really hasn't been making that many tag team matches. Uh, but but I, I feel like he's been doing a good job nonetheless. But uh, Vince McMahon didn't think so and made Vicky Guerrero the new acting general manager of Monday Night Raw. I was pulling for Zack Ryder. Brandon, you got you to gotta stop, Brandon. Brandon, you got to calm that down. You got to really stop, Brandon. It's, get, get over it. Don't be such a writer, Mark. WWE's not doing anything with him. Just get over it. Brandon's in, like, Zack Ryder denial. Every, <laughs> every time that Zack Ryder's on the TV or oh, at any opportunity Zack Ryder can be on TV, he always thinks it will happen. I'm writing it in. T- I have, I have, I'm wearing a shirt. Watch. I, I'm going to get an anti-shout-out for this. No, it's, dude, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, how do you take somebody that's good and don't use them? They're doing that with a well, lot look, of guys right now. Yeah, look at Christian. Yeah, look at I'm aware of that, but people don't get like, what they deserve. That's that's like the thing I don't understand with with wrestling. I guess I just don't get it. I don't know. It's all politics, baby. Yeah, but let's get back on to Vicky Guerrero, new general manager of SmackDown. I love it. Yeah, I like it a lot too. She uh, wasted no time by kicking Teddy Long out and smacking Brad Maddox in the face. I yeah, Brad Maddox. Sorry, what was you saying? Oh, I, I said it right before the podcast to you guys, but I'm so happy that they switched up the GMs. I think it gives a fresh storylines to both uh, both TV shows, and it also, as Chris just made mention too, it keeps Vicky Guerrero very active and on your television. Which she, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but she definitely deserves and should be there. Yeah, because when she when she comes out, she gets nuclear heat. 
I think it's just so crazy how in the world of wrestling, when she first came out with that voice and her excuse me, how much we all hated that. And we would I, – I could speak for myself. I'm pretty positive with you guys too, but I hated it. I didn't want it, her to be on my TV. I was saying that she doesn't deserve to be on that TV because her husband's only Eddie Guerrero and they're, only being, and they're only being kind to her. And she did all right. Give her a role back backstage doing makeup or something, but not on television. Makeup. That's so like sexist. No, but that's that's what my I'm being honest. That was what my views were when she first came in, and I'm pretty positive on the podcast. I've said all this. I, I believe but, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nothing. Well, I mean, this is also what two years. It was two like years. a year and a half. It yeah. was a while ago. But More how, than two years though. But yeah. But now, however, how so much has changed? Where now I'm like, get her on my TV. Get, get her in front of that crowd. It's just kind of unbelievable how so much can change over time in the world of pro wrestling and how your views as a fan can change. Well, that's yeah. just with your you know, growing up and stuff like that. You, you favor certain things. Uh, all right, let's continue on, though. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated Jack Swagger. Solid match. Uh, afterwards, uh, AJ and Biggie Langston teased a, a little bit of a, a passionate uh, a romance, you could say, going on. So... Where do I sign up? For what? For Big E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, no, this is good. Leading, I guess it's SummerSlam is going to be Ziggler versus Biggie Langston. But where do you go with Alberto Del Rio then? Do you just have him fit in just random matches? I don't know. I feel like this always happens to Del Rio where yeah. he reaches a point when he's champion or even when he's not champion, where he just ends up being thrown around and mixed around the mid-card area, and then here and there he'll get that main event there. And it's just there's nothing like solidified with him. It's strange. I kind of feel like when when he is the world heavyweight championship, he's just a mid-carder. Yeah, he's he's not even – he doesn't hold the candle to John Cena and John Cena's status. No one really holds a candle to John Cena or John Cena's status. Well, in the in the fact in the way that John Cena is a solidified main eventer, he yeah, can well, wrestle but, a mid carter and still be there. He could wrestle a scrub and still be there. But Del Rio, when he wrestles mid carters and whatnot, he fits in with them. He doesn't I, stand out as that main eventer. I had that conversation on Twitter with somebody actually. I, okay. I don't remember because they said something about Darren Darren Young facing Christian for mm-hmm. Raw, jumping ahead a little bit. Dave, okay. And I said – and I made mention of that, the same exact thing you just said, that Christian's not up there at that same level. They were like CM Punk wrestled him like two weeks ago. I was like that's because CM Punk is at that level where yeah, he can do that. Christian yeah, isn't. Yeah. And Alberto Del Rio certainly isn't either. So Agreed. Agreed. Continuing on, the Shield and the Usos rematch you can kind of say from uh, Money in the Bank goes to no contest. Because Dean Ambrose gets involved, but the uh, tables have turned, and they get uh, the Usos get a little bit of uh, help on their way, and that being the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, who got triple power bombs last week on Monday Night Raw, uh, looking to come to the aid of the Usos. So it looks like this is going to set up a six man match for SummerSlam. Which I'm still impressed with that they got Mark Henry up for that power bomb. Hell yeah, they got the I, big show up. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I like I like it. I like the Usos in the direction that they're going in. I've always, we've always liked the Usos. Yeah, I think we put them over so much on the show. We can. Yeah, I'm very happy with it, especially because of the future that is very bright for all of these wrestlers in the ring. And Why? I still, 
and I'll even still say that Mark Henry still has a bright future with the WWE because why, of the fact oh, with sorry. Mark Henry. No, I was going to say, why do you think, why were you so impressed that they were able uh, to get him up? Just because of how heavy he is and whatnot. Three I mean, grown men should be able to lift 400 pounds together. That's true. All right. That's true. All right, continuing on, Daniel Bryan continues his super uber hot streak that he has successfully beating Wade Barrett. But I feel like anybody could be Wade Barrett these days. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate because when he re- made his return, the fans loved him. They, and you could have done so much with him, and now they dropped the ball once again, WWE. Yeah. I, I think they just had, don't have out. anything for him. But they could have. I don't understand. Like, what, yeah. the, what, what are they waiting for? That's the thing. They could have had something right there. He could have been the world champion. I I think that when he made that return, he had so much hype behind him. He could have been the world champion, and they just let him falter and let him fall down to back down to that mid card status when he could have been and maintained that status of a main eventer. I get that's that's what happens. I guess when you do when you do uh, movies with Colin Farrell. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah, they should have maybe they should have not kept him in their. Uh... Well, that's the thing. I mean, when they were doing that movie stuff, that's where he started to go downhill, too, because you couldn't really take him as a serious guy that 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 is a hype vignettes were showing him to be vignettes vignettes. Sorry. Hey, some some people want to say tomato. Some people want to say potato. I want to say correct, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's continue on. What the hell was that? Sorry. Um Ms. TV with Paul Heyman. Ms., uh, somebody who is very uh, well-known for being a loudmouth, says absolutely nothing and just hands the microphone to Paul Heyman. This coming after Paul Heyman's client Brock Lesnar beat the living shit out of CM Punk and told CM Punk to stay down. Just stay down, stay home. Don't try to face off against Brock Lesnar. Uh, this then led to him introducing his other client, Kurt Ax- Curtis Axel, who successfully uh, defeated Chris Jericho. Uh, we talked about it last week. This was Chris Jericho's last match in the WWE. He's going to be going on tours with Fozzie, doing a lot of awesome tours through Europe. And uh, I think they start one in August in the United States. So that should be really cool. Uh, but afterwards, I guess maybe putting the uh, proverbial nail in the coffin, having Ryback come out and attack Chris Jericho. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, you can't really say much. Paul Heyman sets it up perfectly. You know, when he said stay down, the one thing I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, God, he's going to be bringing in Corey Graves soon. I mean, it's kind of apparent that Brock's not going to be sticking around. Well, he only signed until WrestleMania. Right. So we're obviously going to see. Oh, never mind. No, we're obviously going to see CM Punk. Well, actually, not obviously, but I, I I would like to assume that we would see CM Punk go over. I could see Brock Lesnar going over CM Punk. Because I don't want to see Brock versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Isn't CM Punk on his way out too? Or no? No. No, there's re- no way. I remember seeing, I don't know if you signed a new contract, but I remember seeing, I don't remember how long ago, but his Time contract. like two years ago. Yeah, but I feel like he was, his contract was coming up soon or within the next few months. Oh. I don't know. I just, I want to see Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Not I the WWE I- Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship. I think everybody wants to see that. At WrestleMania. Yeah, that's not happening. Sorry. I think everyone wants to see that. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, never say never, bro. After the after that showing, come on. Yeah, I mean, the WWE does 
as crazy as it sounds, they do know good wrestling. Yeah. And <laughs> Put those guys in an hour-long Iron Man match. I thought you were – for a second, I thought you were doing Iron Sheik impression. No, but – They do know good wrestling. <laughs> but I, I think that they know that it would be good business and whatnot, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did put that on the big stage. Let me let me ask you an off-topic question. You got the sounds of the summer, it sounds like, behind you, Chris. You got cicadas out there? No, I don't hear that. Yeah, I, I hear cicadas. Right? Well, yeah, is that Chris or Brandon? It's, it's not, not at my house. It's not at me either. Yeah, I, I, it's I, just I like maybe it's maybe it's just the internet. Oh yeah, it is me. You know what? I have my I have my uh, earbuds like plugged into my ears, and I didn't hear it. Oh yeah, it's it's at your place. I haven't heard cicada in such a long time. Yeah, right? the, like what's going on? The tree inside in front of the house is infested with them, and those things are loud and effort. It is me. That's weird. Yeah. All right, let's uh, continue on with some more SmackDown talk. You had an interesting promo between Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Telling Damian Sandow, telling Cody Rhodes that he is he, he takes he accepts his apology for attacking him on Monday and makes him the protector of the case. Uh, yeah, this was just funny. And then Cody Rhodes doesn't accept it and beats the living heck out of him. So I I think that they have such great chemistry together, whether yeah. tag team partners are or uh, enemies. It's it's great television. No, I agree. I agree. They're they're good together, and it's like as a, another match that's going to be probably set up for SummerSlam. Of Cody Rhodes. Former tag team partners, who do you like like the best? Damian Not Sandow. hardcore Holly. <laughs> Not hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Damian also Sandow. No, no, no love for Ted DiBiase or Orton. No. Nah, really. I'm, I'm going to agree. Although with Legacy's Sandow. music was awesome. They had two different themes, didn't they? Did they? I think uh, so. No, they I'm had that. Sure. It's a new day. Yeah, maybe it was just. Oh, that. I thought you were doing uh, "Owner of a Lonely Heart." Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was doing the theme song to Wow, nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, no, this isn't this isn't a uh, do because you're like do 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 do. We're playing some song pop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, but yeah, no. Damien Sandow's my favorite theme song, though. because uh, you want to know why Damien Sandow's my favorite of his uh, former tag team partners because he has a gimmick to him. You know, he's a super smart guy. He's got a big beard. He slicks his hair back. He says big words. Are you the trying other, to tell me that Hardcore two. Holly didn't have a gimmick? No, no, no. no. Listen, listen. Hardcore <laughs> Holly. Fucking... Hardcore Holly brought Cody Rhodes in, took him under his wing finally, and then boom, they were tag team champions. Then. Uh, Ted DiBiase was obviously we know how that was formed. Their the legacy they have. Their fathers were WWE competitors, and uh, Cody Rhodes turned on on Hardcore Holly to, to win the tag team championships with Ted DiBiase, which I'll never understand. Wrestling history with Brandon. I still I I still love the fact that I was so against Cody Rhodes when he was August, Hardcore Holly. August thirteenth, two thousand and seven. All right, Dave we don't. We're no, sitting at Madison Square oh, Garden. Oh, oh, oh. And we got to see Cody Rhodes versus, I believe it was Charlie Haas. And David's like, ah, he'll never go anywhere. I was just like, his drop kicks suck. He's so green. <laughs> I, oh, was like, Dude, I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, he's brand new. Just give him a chance. Because you're going all like Stephen Hawking on the on the record books right now. What's I it? I was at a concert yesterday, and some fan came up to me because I was. It wasn't yesterday, some- Dave. It was like two days ago. We saw okay. the tweet. I was I was wearing a CM Punk Best in the World shirt. The ki- some kid comes up to me and was just like. CM Punk? And I'm like, yeah. And then he just whips out all these facts. He's just like, that shirt was when he won uh, the championship on this date. 
uh, in 2011. And I'm like, all right, yeah, go check out markingout.com, buddy. Yeah, yeah, check it out. He was at a cover band, Rolling Stones concert. I don't know who does that. Yeah. Hey, next next week they got Billy Joel, and it's all for free. Oh, it's free. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's all for free, and it's all like outdoors, and they have beer tents and stuff. Do they have? A, do they have a Mike's Hard Lemonade tent for you, Dave? Yes, they do. All right, good. But, no, it's not a tent, but they sell it like the Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like there's stuff they have in Seven Eleven. It's not the bottle. It's like a freezer cooler thing. Okay, like it's a slushy. You should pitch a tent and sell some Zimas. All right, yeah. let's continue on. Uh, the main event of SmackDown, Randy Orton defeats Alberto Del Rio. Uh, we gave this a good, solid it was match. A, it was a good match. I'm sorry. No, go go ahead, Brandon. No, I was gonna no, say, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say I will go about pitching a tent. No, it was <laughs> a good, no, it was a good match, but it was just boring. I liked it. I, I And I said this last week in the show. Now that Randy Orton has his briefcase, I think it's brought new life into his career. And a lot of people are saying that too. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't know. It's just to me. I'll always see an immature pro wrestler in his twenties. Yeah, I, that's an unfortunate thing. I still, I still see him as that uh, immature wrestler or mm-hmm. immature man. I, I mean, yeah, we don't know him personally or anything, but I kind of do. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Yeah, uh, but apparently Randy Orton was injured during this match. He had a cervical sprain and a. I keep getting this confused with a cervix. Isn't cervix a... Yeah, it's a, it's a woman thing. But I think it's just like shoulder, a shoulder sprain. And neopraxia, they're apparently saying on WWE.com, apparently has something to do with nerve damage. And he might be out six to eight weeks. But, hey, you never know. It's like the New York Lotto. Uh, yeah, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> mm, yeah, whatever. Monday Night Nitro. Come on, Brandon. Oh, my throat hurts this week. Monday yeah. night, night. Ew, what is that? Who are you, Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, okay, we'll start off. <laughs> what just happened there? I was trying to do like I was trying to do like the Jerry Lynn, like the Jerry Lynn. Ooh, and he does. You sound like a gorilla, uh, like get, like flaring his nostrils and shit. You're like natural. <laughs> Even though gorillas can't speak, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, everybody just see the zookeeper. Yeah, I own that on DVD. I have, <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I like asshole. Yeah, but that movie was just uh, oh man. Um. Anyway, okay, let's get on to rock goods, bads, middles, no bads. See WWE, you're doing good stuff. Well, you know, there's one bad. The Wyatts were in on Monday Night Raw. Why? Because of other good things. Uh, middles, you had Alberto Dorio beating Sheamus. Good again? match. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> no, again, it's just so boring. Like we've seen, I feel like we've seen Sheamus versus Alberto Del Rio a thousand times. We have. Can you do that again? No, thanks. Uh, um, yeah, we've seen Alberto about Del Rio. Worked out really was good at working Sheamus's big, huge, nasty bruise that he had on him. Apparently, I read reports that like people were like heated with Sheamus after that Money in the Bank match because apparently he really only cared about his spots. Really? Yeah. I. Uh, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it either. Well, maybe he only did care about his spots. Maybe he just maybe he's fed up. Maybe he's pissed off. Maybe he knows he was on top of the company at one point, and then now he's just facing Alberto Del Rio in the background of Monday Night Nitro. You know, that's actually something that I still wouldn't buy. Okay, oh, but you'd buy the penthouse with Shawn Michaels on the cover. Hell yeah! Or whatever Dude, it is, Playgirl. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, more middles. You had RVD defeating Wade Barrett. No, yeah. yeah. 
that's all you got to say. RVD, you know, he did his Rolling Thunder, his kick, his five-star frog splash. It's good to see him on TV. You always pop when RVD's music comes out. Cause you wanted, uh, I, I don't like his uh, Minitron. Oh, the one that's on the stage itself? Yeah, I think they should have done a way better job at it. Even, like, his background graphic for SmackDown when they show him, like, Alberto Del Rio's is, like, moving and shit, and Rob Van Dam's just a solid logo of a dragon yeah. spitting fire that says RVD or whatever. It's like, and his Titantron, damn, it's good to be back or whatever. It's like, who is he, David Flair? Give him an actual Titantron. Give him a, a real good Minitron. Yeah. Okay. Rob Van Dam, he deserves the best. More middles. The primetime players were in action and both in losing efforts, whereas Titus O'Neil lost to Christian and Dolph Ziggler be- defeated Darren Young. So, eh, you know, they're good matches, but it's just like, hey, guess what? Let's throw the primetime players out there. Instead of putting them in the tag team division, let's just have them lose. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because uh, like, it's just like once they have a tag team feud, mm-hmm. there's no more tag team division. That's what the WWE does. And I don't like that. You know who I can't wait to come up to the main roster who I think is going to really add a spark to the tag team division? And I know Dave... What? Uh, I was going to say, please tell me who. Yeah, Uh, I know Dave Dave will probably go nuts for him. And he'll be like, oh my god, yes, the Ascension. Oh my god, I don't know. Like, Actually, I was going to mention about them too when we covered NXT. Wait, what do you mean them? Isn't his name just the Ascension? No, he's with... No, uh, no, he's with uh, Rick Victor. It's Rick Victor and Connor O'Brien. But doesn't O'Brien just go as the Ascension? He was, uh-uh. and then he found once uh, Kenneth Cameron got fired. I like them a lot better as the Ascension. I don't know. Who, I was, who, no, but Cameron isn't like, and, yeah, isn't his nickname like? Doesn't he just go as like the Ascension? What, I don't Con- think so. I think, no, he was he was when he was a singles wrestler, and now that they're oh, bringing him back into a tag division. That's, I, like, I, that's like the weirdest thing that WWE does. Like sometimes, like when CM Punk made his first debut, I guess he was in a tag team called CM Punk, he and was? he was also CM Punk. He was? Yeah, on Sunday Night Heat. Him and CM something else. I forget his name. I always forget his name. But it was CM Punk and CM something else as the tag team of CM Punk, which was like the weirdest thing to me on Sunday Night Heat. All right, let Dave speak. I go go back and forth with whether or not I'm as excited. I think that Cameron and uh, O'Brien had something really solid. Yeah, they did. Then he had to go punch a cop. Yeah, I still have to see more from Victor and O'Brien. I mean, they do. I like O'Brien's like intensity in that ring. Mm-hmm. I just need to see a little bit more from Victor. Yeah, and I think they need to both wear black tights instead of one wearing red and one wearing black. The total elimination is cool. Yeah, definitely. I was popped for that. All right, back onto Monday Night Raw though. Uh, we were steering the ship in the wrong direction. Uh, let's get on to the goods because there was a whole lot of them. I feel like I say that every single week because I probably do. Uh, you start off Monday Night Raw, John Cena, Brad Maddox, and Daniel Bryan signing the contract for SummerSlam's main event, John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. Um, John Cena explaining why he picked Daniel Bryan. You know, Daniel Bryan saying how he's going to beat him and not to feel sorry for him, maybe using that whole weakest link thing. So, yeah, solid uh, solid promo. I like Brad Maddox and how douchey he can be. I, I don't even think he's acting. Yeah, I don't think he is either. He's really good on commentary in NXT. I'm, I think he's still – I'm sticking by my thoughts. I think he's very talented, and I look forward to seeing more of him. Yeah, already. Uh, more goods. Mark Henry, after being triple powerbombed last week by The Shield, addresses The Shield and dares them to come out again and asking him if his, you know, his blood is made of Kool-Aid, which made absolutely no sense. Man, I dare you guys to come out here. My blood ain't made of Kool-Aid. Like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe he's not like a 
Maybe he's not the Kool-Aid man? Sweet. No, maybe he's not like a sweet guy. Like he doesn't have sweetness running through his veins. He's going to crush him. I think he was just pulling uh, John Cena and making a reference towards like the ICW or whatever it is. What is it? Internet. Wrestling community, the IWC. IWC, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the, the Shield does come out and the Usos come out to uh, make the assist. Going back to uh, 10 minutes ago when I said this is going to be a match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more goods. What else do we have here? Ms. TV with the uh, cast of Total Divas. Yes, we saw the debut of Brie Bella's nipple. Yeah. <laughs> I think Which every- I, I said I wasn't going to speak about, but we're still Yeah, Brent, Brendan took a picture and put that in his spank bank. <laughs> I didn't fucking take a picture of it. What are you talking about? Spank bank. <laughs> I haven't heard that forever. Yeah, I know. Vintage. Vintage, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, I mean the segment itself was good. I guess it puts over uh, Eve, Eve Marie, Eva Maria. I don't Eva. know. There, there Eva was, Marie. Okay, and that was that was kind of pissing me off. Like obviously it was scripted like that, but you could kind of see King fucking up her name anyway. Yeah. No, I, like oh we're here with Ava Maria. Yeah. It's like shut up, King. She's not Curtis Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he did that. No, it was obviously written into the script because they that was like. She got up and said, my name is Eva Marie and slapped him across the face for those of yeah, you who didn't She's good looking though. I have to admit that. I was sold on that slap. I thought that that was really something. Did you, did you see the preview for the show or no? Yeah. You know what? Like, where, yeah. they, where they said, oh, you have to – where they were with the Bella Twins. She was with the Bella Twins. They were like, yeah, a lot of people say you look like me. So you're going to have to dye your hair blonde. Yeah, because I'm sure that's exactly how it all went down. Well, on the show, that's how it went. So yeah. now she's a redhead. So now we'll see where that goes. It's not even like it's not even like natural red. It's like super uber bright red, but it works for her. Well, yeah. she's gonna she, watch on the show. It's gonna like she's gonna show up with the redhead instead of the blonde, and it's gonna end up causing some sort of a cat fight or some shit. Yeah, it's I, so I, stupid. Yeah, speaking of stupid, are you guys kind of like ashamed that you know you're gonna DVR Absolutely and not. watch Total Divas? Absolutely not. No, no way. It continues storyline, and I like reality show TV shows. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm but, ashamed. Yeah, I'm, so am I. I, I <laughs> I'll be honest, I probably won't watch it. I'll probably just catch, like, whatever small clips are on TV that people are talking about. Yeah, I, mean, well, I, guess, I, mean. I guess we'll have to talk about it next week. I took- just, the only reason I want to watch it is because I want to see Daniel Bryan and I want to see um, – Jay Uso or Jay, Jay Uso John and John Cena. I saw one clip where like John Cena and who's he dating? The one with the big tits, the one with the small Nikki. Nikki okay, Nikki. the one with the big tits. There you go. Obviously. Um, <laughs> anyway, like them like sitting at the dinner and John Cena's like being all like hood. He's like he's like oh she's like talking about marriage. He's like yo, you know you've I've done that before. I'm I'm palming a, a glass of wine and not and drinking it like a savage. It's um, all like so fake and scripted. I hate it. Just like professional wrestling. I took yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I took a survey on the fan council. I don't know if I'm allowed to speak about this, but I'm going to go ahead and speak about it anyway. And uh, one of the questions is, why are you going to tune into Total Divas? And it gives me the option to write others. So I clicked it and I wrote, Kurt Hawkins might be on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all right. You could talk about that. All right, that's enough talking about Total Divas for now, man. I was going to, I was going to talk about fake red hair, but. I, I am, I'm a big Big fan of hers, though. The redhead? Oh, yeah. She's hot. Yeah, she's fucking gorgeous. I, don't say, I wouldn't say gorgeous, but she's good looking. She's definitely uh, up there in the uh, echelon of the... She was a, she was a model, right? Obviously. They're all I, models. Yeah. They found they found Alicia Fox in a fucking magazine. Yeah, that literally, that's like, seriously, that is the exact, like, that's the truth. I still can't believe that. That's like John Laurinaitis found, like, that's, fuck you, John Laurinaitis. Got a unique opportunity. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, continuing on with uh, the goods. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeating Fondango, but not only did he defeat Fondango, he also got the upper hand on Damian Sandow, who's on uh, commentary, not hitting not one, but two disaster kicks. So Cody's on a little bit of a road. I almost said Cody's on a little bit of a Rhodes. He's on a little <laughs> bit of a roll. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think all, I think on the show, podcast-wise, all of us are really pushing for uh, yeah, well, I'm not. Rhodes' future. Well, I'm not. I think he's terrible. I think he's not going to make it in this business. You heard it. <laughs> that, that goes back to 2000. Yeah, I know, I know. I was joking. Yeah, yeah I know. But uh, I think that disaster cake was, was pretty cool. Was pretty I, I kind of popped for it. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk sets up the match for SummerSlam. It's going to be the best versus the beast. CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, CM Punk has some heated words for Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman fires back. Apparently Brock Lesnar was in the background, but we all know that wasn't true. But good way to wait for Paul Heyman to kind of play that off. So yeah, I'm excited also, for this match. I feel like I feel like CM Punk, maybe out of all the people that have faced Brock Lesnar so far, besides John Cena, like he's got the most upper advantage. He's got that CM bulldog. Punk? Yeah, he's got that bulldog mentality to him. He's not. Gonna, I just think that's going to be the most exciting match that we've seen with Brock since he's been back. I don't know. That Extreme Rules match is pretty yeah, exciting. I, 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 just, I, I think that this is going to be. I think this is going to be an interesting match just because of how different they are in the ring but I, I feel like Brock Lesnar is different from everyone in the ring just because of they're his not, background not really that different though how so how not well just because how Brock Lesnar is this big powerhouse brawler yeah but he also uses like those submissions and stuff and CM Punk right, is so very good at countering submissions while CM Punk is the technical s- submission I guess all around wrestler but we've, yeah we've seen CM Punk be a brawler we've seen him do that shit so I, I guess it's just very. I think of the opponents that we've seen, like John Cena, not really that great of a technician. Triple H, not really that great. CM Punk, all around great. He could. I think. I think it's going to end up being a really good match. Do you see CM Punk carrying Brock Lesnar though, or no? No, no, no. no. It's just going to be either. at all. It's going to be yeah, a knockout, dragout brawl. Okay. Yeah, none of them. Then neither of them are carrying each other. They're both. This is going to be like this is going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a good wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> Bam Amen. roasted. And, uh, someone wrote to Zeb Coulter, WWE Zeb, thoughts on Impact Wrestling? His response, what is that? Oh, <laughs> way to go, Zeb. No, seriously, what is that? <laughs> uh, anyway, the last good, this should more be uh, a great. Daniel Bryan defeated... Did you call me morbidly obese? No, I say this is more of a great. <laughs> if I was going to call you morbidly obese, I'd say, hey, Brandon. No, but... <laughs> Muttley. Muttley. Anyway, uh, this is more of a, of a great. Daniel Bryan defeated not one, not two, but three wrestlers on Monday night, skyrocketing in this push that he's had. He defeated Jack Swagger. He defeated Antonio Cesaro in what some people are calling a match of the year candidate. Which is funny. I, could, I, I don't want to say it's a match of the year candidate. I want to say it's maybe a... Certainly one of the best matches on Monday Night Raw we've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. And then defeated Ryback via DQ because Ryback came in and put him through a table. Uh, that just sets up next week. It's going to be John Cena versus Ryback in a table match. Uh, Daniel Bryan giving him guy 40 minutes to wrestle in the ring. Like, sick. Sick. Yeah. Like, Daniel I, Bryan I versus Jack Swagger that, was okay. Yeah. And then, I don't think there's anybody that didn't want to see Daniel Bryan in the ring for that long. And the crowd was so hot for it the entire time. It only shows you how much they they're not have with Daniel Bryan right now. The crowd isn't dumb. That's exactly what the reason is. Uh, the crowd is very dumb. <laughs> not no, no, no. Come on, the crowd is very little dumb, children and are all dumb, pu- and they're all puppets. 
little yes, they are all puppets for you. But you know, if you were there, you'd be doing the same oh, exact thing. So you're a puppet. Yes, I'm just I'm just as much as a puppet, and I'm just as dumb. They are you're just as dumb as a puppet. <laughs> yeah, especially Pinocchio. <laughs> Why Pinocchio is pretty smart. Hey, he got no strings. Yeah, no, he's not yeah. smart. Oh, hey, what do you mean? Go hang Dude, out. That, Pinocchio sat in the I toy got box. No to hold me down. Pinocchio sat in a toy box and told Raggedy Ann to sit on his nose, and then she was like, "Tell a lie. Tell the truth. Tell a lie. Tell the truth." Wow. <laughs> Wow. That's on that, how it's done. Yeah, on Dear that, Penthouse. Dear <laughs> <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I think that was the most fucked up – I'm sorry for cursing, but that was the most <laughs> screwed up comment that has ever been said on this podcast. Why, they're all adults. I know, but still, like what happens for the younger people that listen to us? The Ben Hendeleys that are listening to us right now. I'm like, what are – Young people don't listen to us. What are these cheeky bastards saying <laughs> talking about? And people in France, you think – what do you think they're thinking about right now is Brandon's talking about? <laughs> they're, they're thinking about wee wee. Yeah, that's what Pinocchio was thinking about too. <laughs> oh my god. Real boy. Wish was a real boy. <laughs> that's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, what you, fuck you, David. Whoa, that was not me. Oh, you did that, Chris? No, that, that, that was all Chris. That was not me. Who no. did Mickey Mouse? That was not that me. Was Dave. My Who? I was, <laughs> <laughs> Who did Mickey Mouse? I just did it right there. Was it you? I retract my statement, Dave. Fuck you, Chris. No, I just did it right there. What? <laughs> oh, boy. Who well, did Mickey Mouse in the first place on this episode today? No, that was Dave. Brandon. Dave, I don't Jay know. Jay Silva, what are you doing here? Yeah, right. Uh, all right, well, that's it for Monday Night Raw. We got a tables match next week. Apparently, everything's been pre-recorded because uh, they're in Australia right now. Oh, shit, man. Kicking kangaroos and whatnot. Down under. Why? Well, at least with the I raw part. I don't like when, when raw isn't live. I know. Bad um, things happen, like Rick Rude showing up on another show or Lex Luger showing up on another show. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You never know, bro. You never know, bro. All right, let's talk about NXT. Um, NXT. The future is definitely bright in NXT. Uh, we have our first ever NXT women's champion in Paige. Hell yeah. I think I predicted that, but also I knew all the, the results. Yeah, I think like I think to turn that? I think it was fair that all of us predicted uh, Paige was going to win, but no, they – You but, predicted somebody else. Huh? You predicted somebody else. Yeah, did uh-huh. you predict Enzo Amore? <laughs> yeah, soft. No, I, uh, I'm not too sure. I'm, I thought I went with Paige, but uh, yeah. I, I think, I think they, after, after weeks After weeks of battling through the tournament, which featured ex-WWE uh, Diva champions, Emma versus Paige finally took place and uh, Paige ended up as the victor. Awesome match. Oh, such a great! I actually thought there was there was one moment I thought uh, you almost cried. Emma, what? You almost cried, dude! Legit. No, <laughs> Emma. I thought that Emma was actually going to win at one point, um, even though we knew the results. But if I was there live, I would have definitely been surprised. There was a part where Paige had like a modified uh, clover leaf on Emma, and then uh, she Emma kicked her into the ropes, and then on the return, she ended up hitting up a small package, mm-hmm. and I thought right there it was going to end the match. Didn't you also think, I wish that was my small package? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But anyway, congratulations uh, to Paige. Uh, I like the fact that Triple H came out afterwards and, like, you know, gave her a round of applause, everything like that. 
Yeah, definitely. And I liked how uh, the entire locker room of the Divas cleared out to kind of pay their respects towards Paige, too. Yeah. Um, you got you got nothing nothing but respect for these two women. That was a really good match. You know what's kind of depressing? What? She was She's 20 years old. Hey. She was 13 when she debuted. I I th- I love the way that WWE signing more and more independent wrestlers. Like Emma, Emma has had her past with uh, Shimmer uh, with yeah with Shimmer wrestling. She's my age, right? That's when the, is that what yeah, we decided? Yeah, Emma's your your age, and she's like had matches with Sarah Del Rey in the past and whatnot. And apparently, I, she moved from Australia to go train with Lance Storm. Yeah, Emma, that's crazy. That, that's that's like, another thing. She's a she's a Lance she's another Lance Storm uh, graduate. It's cool when people move to like train with i don't know if they're heroes or whatever but uh i was because i was watching the house of hardcore video and people did move from other places to be trained by tommy dreamer so yeah like brooke she moved well to, not she really moved like, uh, yeah, was, yeah. Like, speaking no, of but there are people there are people that have moved from like california and other places so i think that's pretty cool yeah i'm sure pws has that as well Oh, Dave. So, uh, so remember you talked about how Enzo More or somebody he actually favorited one of our tweets. Yeah, yeah Dave I saw that. called me up screaming like a schoolgirl. I know. I, <laughs> I so called him up screaming like a schoolgirl. Hey, man, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I said screaming. Oh, I thought you said creaming. <laughs> I was gonna make a comment, and be like, "That's kind of wrong," but. <laughs> I was just going to go with it. And you did call me up like that. I was on the phone with you already. I was just like, like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He favorited my tweet. Yes, yes. And Trepparetta retweeted this. That was more me. That was more me. I was speaking to Dave. These are exact words. Shit. Yes, because everybody knows that by now that we believe everything Brandon says. Yeah, and you say that and people stop believing me, but it's true. (laughs) Believe in the Brandon. true. People are for the better not to believe you. No, they're not because what I say is real. It's damn real. All right. Well, let's continue on with NXT. Uh, you had a character repackaging debut of Tyler Breeze, formerly known as Mike Dalton. Gorgeous. Uh, uh, dude. I, you know what? How many selfies can you make of yourself? I mean I, I'm on Instagram and I see a lot of people you know, posting like everyday selfies of themselves like three, four times a day. But like in the matter of five minutes? Like, dude, geez. I- I, I love the fact that when he's, he makes his entrance, it's like Magnum. Yeah, like he's it is. Around to the camera, and like the camera is like zoomed in on his Magnum face. Blue Steel, maybe. Yeah, Blue Steel. But, awesome shit. Yeah, I, this, um, this is a character I think that's going to get over, and everyone's going to boo the shit out of him. I agree with you. I think it's a good character change, especially from Mike Dalton, who really didn't have a gimmick or a character. So it's nice to see a wrestler go from having really not anything to receiving that gimmick change where they can have a future with it. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to it. And something that, you know, great match between, uh, I almost called him Brody Lee, but Luke Harper and Sheamus, nice battle of the big men. And oh, she- dude, did, that's been, I thought, I, I, all right, I'm not going to. Gargle, gargle. No, I, I actually, my mark out moment was during this match. Why? Because the part where uh, Harper nails the spinning lariat and pin, and, uh, Go right after pins Sheamus. I thought he had a three count. Yeah, and, and I, they, they even alluded to that too. The commentator was like, "Oh, we've seen him take out so many people in the past." Yeah, I, I honestly, I thought Harper had him beat with that spinning lariat. I was just like, I marked. I was just like, no way. Did he just pin him? Because I thought I heard the three count. 
Apparently, he was only two, but I marked out for that moment. I did. You think he had the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC too? <laughs> yes, I did. Britney Spears is kind of <laughs> cute. Um, all right, continuing on. There's a lot of other stuff we have to talk about before we get to uh, our musical interlude for this week, which I just realized that we have one, guys. Um, Zeb Coulter and Antonio Cesaro cut a promo about Sami Zayn saying how apparently they don't even think Sami Zayn, that's his real name. Apparently they found out, they did some uh, research, and he used to wrestle underneath a mask, and he snuck across our borders. So maybe does that mean that WWE will actually run with the El Generico gimmick? I love the fact that you could hear Chris marking out. (laughs) You You should see me. You could hear his voice like elevate a little bit like as he's reading this off. I'm not reading it off. Well, as, as you're speaking about it. I sat on my couch and watched this promo. I was like, no way this is happening right now. I was like, OMG. I think that that's a very smart way to bring it in, to tie it into I, everything. I really I do hope that WWE brings in El Generico. I would like to hear the music. It's not happening. You never I, know. You never, never know. say it never. with a few other wrestlers right, just coming say. with the music. Yeah. Um, right. I'm very excited for it if it does happen. But – uh, I mean, they might as well with every single fan chanting "Olay," you might as well. You're not. That's something when you even when you bring him up to the big the big stage, that's that's a chant that's going to stick with him. You might as well roll with it. Yeah, I know. But the, the fact that they made mention to this and it ties into the whole Zeb Coulter angle too is fantastic. And I know this, they have a lot of good things coming up. In next this week. is something a storyline that is proper for like raw television. Yeah, no, you I totally agree. agree. Like, but now they can't use it on raw television if they break once. Oh, Sammy's sure it's... they could. Are you yeah, serious? They, they, oh, yeah. sure they could. Oh, yeah. No. I, I think they still. I think that they could definitely use it on raw. <laughs> if WWE uses the same storyline on main event and goes ahead and does it again on on WWE Raw, they could certainly do it with NXT. Yeah. If this if this goes over, I would not be surprised if they did something similar once he's actually brought up to the main stage. Or. I mean, yeah, or I was going to say, or if they do it on house shows first and then all yeah. of a sudden it's on TV. Because the thing is, not not everybody watches NXT right now. Not everybody has Hulu or has that uh, available to them. Mm-hmm. Has that's, access the, that's, to the, that's the thing with house shows are. They really do. Like the house shows, they put stuff on that later you will see on WWE yeah. TV at one point. It's, so. especially, especially the younger audience. Uh, the younger audience has no clue what NXT is. I mean, let's let's be honest. They really don't. The most that they know about NXT is that they're in their programs. Stop calling them dumb. I'm not calling them dumb. They're just stupid. Are you saying they don't know what it is? They is don't. Dumb. You don't, don't know that. They don't. I know that. I mean, not all fans can know that the New Age Outlaws used to be the old DX. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, Brandon. You're going to blow their minds, all right? Instead of the new DX. Like, fuck you, little kid. <laughs> Do your research. Sim it down now. All right, let's get to some more WWE. All DX is all DX. WWE outside the ring talk. Um, I guess it's a recurring theme. If you're the world heavyweight champion, release your little brother. Uh, this week, uh, WWE released Meme Montenegro. Who's is it actually, a Mimo? Whatever. Mimo. Mimo Montenegro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so he's Alberto Dorio's younger brother. He was in the developmental system, and now he's released. Uh, well, we apparently still, he sucked big time. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can't always uh, you can't always be as good as your uh, older sibling. Not but, everybody's a Mil Moscaris. Yeah, not everybody is a Mil Moscaris. And also, there's a lot of uh, allegations out there. Oh, well, not allegations, like uh, confirmed reports that a former WWE developmental talent is being charged with the murder of his girlfriend. Yeah, he he is being charged. Uh, D D T Porter, uh, aka Brian McGehee, 
he's being charged in first for first degree murder of his uh girlfriend. But apparently he had a lot of like mental issues stemming is back Brian, to his time in developmental. Is Brian McGee that's his real name? McGee. Uh, I think like, I would assume it's McGee, but is that that's his real name? I'm assuming yeah, so. Uh, yeah, and, that's his and real name. DT Porter was his ring name? Yes. Imagine his real name was DT Porter. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. I, I would like back in 2012. He had a pretty. Uh, I guess that's, that's what internet rumors or reports are saying. They have Facebook posts of his or whatever. Dirt sheets have his Facebook posts, basically crying out for help, saying the trainers in NXT are terrible or FCW at that time. Yeah, and at, and at that time it was I built think. a mod, or at least from what we think, it was built a mod in the system at the time. And there's been a lot of reports saying that Bill DeMott has was very harsh and is still very harsh on talent. Which we never, I, we never like really I, spoke about that on yeah. the show. Like, I, like he goes on to say, every day a trainer goes out of his way to rib or disrespect me in front of the boys because I've been out for so long. I can't clear myself. I want to wrestle more than anything, but I don't even know who I am anymore. It's so fucking hard. I just feel the building inside of me at uh, – I just feel it's just the building build it's just building inside of me and I don't know how much longer I could contain it. Like it's just really it's tragic stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. I and mean, if- and then the end of it, the, even the end of it, it's but what do you do when the people in charge of you uh in charge of helping you get to the main roster are the ones making your life the hardest. I've been drinking almost every day. It's to the point uh it's to the point where I keep vodka and gin in my trunk. Help me. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a really weird subject to talk about, and especially now that there's violence involved with this. It's, and you, I mean, like, you certainly you certainly can't put all the blame on WWE. No, however, not, shit needs to happen. I mean, it's so tragic, especially. I mean, there was a murderer in this. I mean, unfortunately. Uh, uh, his girlfriend, uh, his girlfriend Bianca, is dead because of all of this. Yeah, it's it's, it's, wild. it's not necessarily all because of this. Well, no, not because showing. of all this, but I mean, it does like seem I said, like, you can't put all the blame on WWE. No, but it does seem like this is where he started to crack. But, I mean, you could always seek help. I don't know if he did or not, but he, and that's anybody. If you're feeling yeah, depressed or you're feeling rage or whatever, just seek help. Yeah, seek help before it escalates, and it's just very tragic. Do you think anything is going to – I mean this couldn't come at a worse stage for the WWE, especially after all the sexual harassment allegations. Which they didn't even – they didn't even like – I don't know. WWE, they they half-assed their response to the internet. Oh, yeah, but but this is coming off of the sexual uh, harassment, the yard – Bill DeMott and his yardsticks. Bill DeMott and his uh, his wheel, his gun wielding at the NXT facility. I mean, this is coming off of all this stuff that Kevin Matthews and a few other pro wrestlers are releasing. Like, and this they just kind of cleared all that. They cleared all that up, and now they have this to deal with. And Dave is using like the bunny rabbit fingers. Yeah, bunny rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I just wish uh, if. Everything that was said is true. Then I wish more people would step forward. But yeah, I, but apparently everybody's I mean, job scared, right? The, so. But can you blame them? I mean, I mean, yeah, you can blame them, but it's their job. I mean, they don't want to risk that their big opportunity to speak out against this. But if you if you take everybody in NXT and you get a little pack, 
and you have so many people speak out against it, mm-hmm. you're not going to release every single person in the training facility. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that they have to do. They all have to band together, stick together, and if with by sticking together, they could overcome this. Like we've we've kind of seen uh, recently released talent not really speak about it, but but kind of throw little jabs in there. And, yeah, we've and, seen and tweets Derek, and everything. We've seen Derek Four or even uh, Evelise made. Evelise may have made mention to it. Well, I was I was There's, thinking more on the lines of Trent and and Briley. Yeah, Trent and Briley too. Briley Pierce, Dolph Ziggler's younger brother, and Trent. But it's like I don't. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not in NXT. Situations like this make me wish I was in NXT as like a, a spy or something. Like I could be. <laughs> well, you are training with Rocky Johnson, but right? that's but that's yeah, right. But that's allegedly where Billy Gunn comes in. So, but who, honest, who's to say that's even working? Like, who's to say that's exactly? Gonna... It's just the WWE keeps on sweeping all of this underneath the carpet, hoping nobody finds out about it. It's not how it used to be. Back in the day, back in the seventies and eighties, you were, and even the nineties before internet, you were able to sweep all this underneath the carpet, and nobody would find out about it. I've never heard anyone say sweep under a carpet. Yeah, what about the, what about the rug? <laughs> it's sweep, it ties, yeah, it's sweeping uh, under a rug. The, the, right, the, rug, the rug, rug ties but, the entire room together. Come but with, but with the internet these days and how easily everything gets out there, whether it's anonymous and whatnot, it gets out there now. You can't. So do you, you, do can't, you think if I just show up at NXT, like I could like, oh, yeah, I'm, I was signed. Dude, let's hit up Rocky Johnson. You can show up with him and just be like, yo, I'm Biggie's training partner. It will work out. I would never want to train with Biggie Langston. I you said, you, said he, you want to sign him up no, for that. If Biggie Langston is the strongest guy in WWE today, he's not. Antonio his workout regimen is something I do not want to do. Yeah, I'm more of I'm more of a Cassius Ono guy when it comes to working out. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, well, let's hit a uh, musical interlude at the moment, and then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some professional wrestling, or maybe a lack of professional wrestling, or maybe just Dixie Carter just sucking. Uh, a lack of professional. A lack of professionalists, professionalism, whatever. Anyway, another song from my band, Carve Your Niche, facebook.com slash carve your niche, on Twitter at CYN Band. This song is called Sleep, and I hope it doesn't put you to that. Uh, And we'll be back on Marking Out.
Turn the vines off, Dave. Yeah, it is. All right, good. All right, we're back on Mark and App Pro Wrestling Talk. Bye, pro wrestling fans. Thank you to me and the rest of my band's carbures. That always sounds so weird. Uh, for contributing sleep to the podcast. They probably didn't even know I put it on yet besides Anthony. So anyway, f- uh, facebook.com slash carveyourniche and twitter.com slash band. We will be playing August 11th at Port Jazz in Port Jefferson, and then also on August 26th, which is a Monday night. So if you don't want to feel like watching Monday Night Nitro, come down to the Vibe Lounge and see us play. That means you should really just go see Chris play. Yeah, instead of, going, instead of going, are you going to see the Backstreet Boys that night or something like that, Brandon? I heard I'm rumors going, of. I'm going to see the Backstreet Boys, boys on August. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, on August 13th. It's a Tuesday. And there's nothing wrong with seeing the Backstreet Boys. If you're a 13-year-old girl. Well, no, now it now no. would be a 27-year-old girl. No, because there's nothing wrong with that. Zack yeah. Ryder likes them, so there's nothing wrong with that. Get I don't think the- there's anything wrong with it. No, I'm just, See? I'm Thanks, just, Dave. No, I'm just being a fucking – I'm just being an asshole. You're being an asshole. That's no, because right. I'm, because I'm still bitter that you didn't come to my shows. Well, I don't, I don't have any way of getting there. But if you guys played the Big A Fair, I would go there. The Big A Fair? Yeah. Remember those commercials as a kid? Come nope. to the Big A Fair? Nope. Really? Dave, do you remember that? Yeah. No, <laughs> fuck you. Yo, I'll, find you. I'll find you a YouTube clip of it. All right, great. You do that. But let's, uh, let's talk about some professional wrestling. Uh, last night, I was at the NYWC Sportatorium for NYWC Trust No One. Uh, solid card. The best thing was I went with – I mentioned him five minutes, two minutes ago. I mentioned him again. My vocalist, Anthony, was his first NYWC show, and he loved it. Absolutely loved it. He sent me a text message saying I was still jazzed up from last night. Uh, solid card, front to back. Uh, you start the show off with Anthony Nice coming off a, subs- a suspension and a po- having to, quote, apologize to NYWC. Uh, defeating Shane Strickland. Solid match. That's very athletic style to it. Both guys were awesome to that. Uh, what? Happy to see him back on the card. Yeah. Who? Shane Strickland or Nice? Nice. Oh, Nice. Absolutely. With the apology he's, and everything. Yeah, he was all over the place that night. He, uh, you know, he's been feuding with, um, he's been feuding with the Big O, who was in action. Action. Mikey Whipwreck uh, unfortunately couldn't make it there that night. Apparently, the rumor going around is he may or may not be injured. So he took Mikey Whipwreck's spot in defending the tag team titles against Athletic Inc.'s Matt Justice and Jesse Vane. And we have new tag team champions. Matt Justice and Jesse Vane won the titles after what was a wild, wild match. Wild had, and crazy match. Yeah, you had Marty Bell try to get involved and Rick Attala come out to beat her up to send her to the back. Uh, and then as that's going, you have Tony Nese come out to the entranceway and said he's going to make an apology. And he makes an apology to Impact Wrestling. Whipping out the old Impact Wrestling shirt. Uh, definitely said, you know, said, saying that they should have never had Big O on gut check before. You know, he apologizes that they actually had to have him on the show. So Big O runs to the back. Stockade is uh, a, a two-on-one predicament and is unsuccessful in defending his title. So we have new tag team champions. So it looks like that stable of Athletic Inc. right now is really starting to gain some momentum in YWC. They have the tag team titles. They have the Starlet titles. They have Zubaz. You know, things are looking up for them. Uh, you had Francis Kipple Stevens successfully defending his fusion title in his first defense against Dickie Rods, superstar Dickie Rods, and uh, taking himself a little bit seriously, more seriously, as Francis was saying, you know, because he quoted the uh, great Uncle Ben from the Spider-Man comics saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Didn't put on the protective shades, though. When uh, all natural, I guess he said he put his contacts in, so that was a... Uh, 
That was awesome. All right. I like it because I think it's about time that he switches something out gimmick-wise. Yeah, well, you know, evolves his gimmick character. Gimmick-wise? It's not really his gimmick. I mean... Evolves well, his character. If you, need, if you need glasses, you need glasses. No, nah, but like the nerd gimmick and stuff, I feel like it should kind of evolve a little bit. And it did. And it did by him taking off his glasses and trying to take take everything a little bit more seriously. Um, highlight match for me, maybe uh, my one of my favorite matches, was Mike Mondo defeating Trent Beretta. Mike Mondo uh, sporting a new look from the last time I seen him. He doesn't have that spiky blonde black hair anymore. Doing a full-on buzz cut. No beard, nothing like that. And solid. Solid match, a lot of fun to watch, very back and forth. There was a Trent's mom chant going, <laughs> which is cool because she was in the front row. What uh? What color were Trent's tr- tights? Um, they were like pink and yellow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> Another highlight match for me was the four corners match with Jigsaw being uh, successful over Brian XL, Jolly Rogers, and David Starr. I've never seen David Starr before, but he did like these rolling Alabama slams. Interesting. Yeah, dude, it was really cool. It's like he went for the Alabama slam, flipped over him, rolled over, and then did it again. Did it like three times. It was sick. Did he like? I don't get it. Did he? Was he like? Did he get the back to standing position? Or yeah, he got back to standing position. That's weird. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. How was how was Rubik's in that match? Listen, f that. <laughs> He's Jigsaw, right? He made his name as Jigsaw. Just because TNA doesn't want to have to pay to use the rights of Jigsaw, I'm assuming, because they don't like to pay for anything. Yeah. But we'll get into Impact Wrestling in a minute. For Hulk Hogan. Yeah, $30,000 a show. Jesus. Um, Yeah, solid. Just really fun card. Uh, There was another great tag team match with the uh, the new team of Milk Chocolate, uh, defeating the Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver, and also the surprising team of Matt Stryker and Just Incredible making a surprise appearance at the NYWC Sportatorium. He got to a huge review, uh, a huge ovation. He looked amazing. And if you've heard recent interviews with him, he's clean now. He's getting his life back on track. He went to the WWE's, uh, you know, rehab facility. They should just open their own rehab facility. Yeah. No way. Why? Because it doesn't always work. Look uh, at Sonny. Yeah, true. She was there, I was too. Gonna, I was going to say, speaking of huge, wasn't Sonny there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> fucked up, though. Yeah, that is fucked up. But she was there. Petri dish. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was there, though. But, yeah, Matt Stryker and Justin Credible. Interesting team. Matt Stryker still awesome in the ring. Both former ECW competitors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Milk Chocolate. I mean, I could really, I could officially say that. It's yeah, funny. But. You can. But it was a uh, it was a solid card front to back. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun at the event. So uh, NYWCWrestling.com for everything that is coming up in the NYWC universe. Did uh, you get any food there? No, why? I was just wondering. That's a weird question. Oh, but after the, uh, after the match, uh, after Big O... Face Tony Nice, uh, raced Tony Nice to the back after he sport Impact Wrestling. Big O spine busted him, spine busted him, and ripped the shit out of his Impact Wrestling shirt, which went to like the crowd going a little nuts. And it was a it was a nasty spine buster too. Yeah, well, it's my favorite in the business. Yes, it is. So yeah, mywcwrestling.com for more details. Um, we were going to talk about Impact Wrestling this week, but. Um, there's, you know, they are just on a firing spree right now when it comes to talent. Last week we talked about how they, you know, D'Lo Brown, Bruce Pritchard, Joey Ryan, all of them are released. Um, this week they decided to uh, release um, Jesse Sorenston. 
And if you don't remember Jesse Sorenston, he was, you know, he was at the Texas, you know, all-American football player type gimmick. Uh, he broke his neck in a match with Zima Ion. Uh, apparently, he was backstage doing a lot of PA work. And now he, um, they fired him. Yeah, if you don't remember, he was that untalented guy that used to wrestle. I mean, he, he could have had some talent to him. Like if they if uh, if he continued with his career, I think he would have done good things. But firing a- <laughs> he said that untalented guy that used to wrestle. <laughs> but I mean, I think this is a cock slap in the face from Dixie's huge cock. It depends on who you're asking. I mean, some people are into cock slaps. So yeah, but no, what yeah. it is, it's a slap in the face regardless. I think that's one. Yeah. Wow. An hour <laughs> and eleven minutes in. I. All right, I kind of disagree because I I understand where they're coming from. They're not WWE, and this is you. Yeah, yeah but the similar. promise was there. The promise was there. I know, no, it's people, wrestling. People you don't make, make promises. Yeah, exactly. But. People, it's business. People make promises on a daily basis and don't keep it. It's nothing. I mean, obviously, maybe TNA when she made that promise, she had high higher hopes of what will become. But it's not WWE where draws can be hired and they have enough money to. Just throw around. TNA doesn't have that luxury. They have to toss this much money to Hulk Hogan and this much money to Sting where they can't afford to keep someone that they made promises to on their uh, payroll. I think what needs to happen is they need to stop doing their Impact World Tour Live bullshit and go back to the Impact Zone. I think the Impact Impact Zone is already taken up. Charge for the Impact Zone. Well, okay, okay, so well, that's that goes back to a Twitter question from Nick CV. Uh, he wanted to know: um, think TNA is in a mess? They're in if they stayed put in at the Impact Zone. They would have been in it, but a little bit less. Yeah, uh, I, obviously, I think it's like nine hundred thousand dollars a show, probably to go on the road. Sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand. Yeah, I think that's what they said online. Sixty thousand to go 60, on the road. 000? They're not making that back. They're not making the money back. I, I agree. I, I honestly, if they stayed in the impact zone, they would not be in the same position that they're in, but they wouldn't have been advancing at all. They would just be in the same that They may have been a little bit worse just because they wouldn't be making as much money. So they would have been kind of in the same position or else they wouldn't be moving forward at all. It's the it, they need a new business plan. That's what it is. Yeah, and, I mean they, that, they had they had to have gotten out of the impact zone at some point, and they wanted to try to uh, spread the word of TNA Impact. And the statement that Dixie Carter released huh, was, before before we get to that. Before we get to the statement about Dixie Carter, I didn't weigh in on my thoughts about the whole Jesse Sorensen thing. You had a guy in the back as a PA, a, pro- a production assistant. Um, I know. Uh, I'm just going to make an example here out of something I heard this week, but on Busted Open, Sirius XM wrestling radio show, they're talking about how at Bound for Glory uh, this year, they were getting him bottles of water. You know, Jesse Sorensen was getting these, uh, the talent there, were getting him bottles of water, making sure they were okay, were able to help them, you know, get stuff in there. Why would you ha- fire a fucking production assistant? Because he's mean, a scrub. Okay. You don't need people, you don't need to pay someone that much money to go get water. But he's production. It's a produ- you don't pay production assistants that much. I know. I'm I mean, sure he yeah. was getting paid a little bit more. Yeah, though, he was because... probably not getting your average. Like, probably, 30, yeah, he wasn't probably. He was probably. He was probably getting fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, come on, it's TNA. Yeah, Dixie Carter's too nice, and but, but I, I, yes, you cannot say that she's not nice. She rode to the hospital with him in the ambulance, stayed with him until his mother got there, or so they say. Yeah. So. 
from what we know, she's very kind and caring. And it's I'm sure that if she had the money to do this, she would keep him around. But business, from a business aspect, you really can't. But in saying that, keeping around Hulk Hogan and Sting and these people that you're throwing so much money towards, it's so, as you guys mentioned, you need a better business plan. And I feel like whoever she's getting advice from is not really that smart. Just because Hulk Hogan needs another gold-plated fish tank next to his pool outside of Hogan's beach shop doesn't mean you should be paying him $30,000 per show. But anyway, getting on to Dixie Carter's statement. Uh, this week, Dixie Carter thought it was a genius idea to uh, have a Q&A session on Twitter. So using the hashtag Ask Dixie. Ask Dixie. Everybody um, that I've been talking to about Ask Dixie has flubbed Ask Dixie at least once. Okay. Myself so included. rather than talk about the, uh, Impact this week, um, yeah, Manic won the X Division title. Who didn't expect that to come along? Yeah, if, in the you par- if you didn't predict that, I mean, you're just a dummy. And uh, when does a fucking biker gang have a, a lawyer? Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot who of looked them like, uh, who looked like actually. Yeah, you're you're in biker gangs, Brandon. No, but I that was like their famous cases with that. But yeah, who looked like a, an old Kevin Nash with a wasn't wasn't Clarence Mason with DOA at some point or no? He was with only with a nation of nation <laughs> right. of domination. Yes. But they were not a biker gang. They were no. A, but I feel like at some point, some there was a lawyer with DOA. Not too there sure. might have been. Maybe. I don't know. But rather than talk about impact from this week, uh, we're forgoing because of all these stupid releases that they've been doing. Yeah, plus making, we don't give a shit. Yeah, plus we really don't give a shit. Um, we'll talk – we can probably catch up with it in like 15 minutes next week. We're going to read some of these Ask Dixie tweets. Um, who wants to start off? Because I got one right do we, here. Do we want to read the, the Twitter handles or no? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Give these people credit. If you put the, the creativity into them, you deserve the credit. All right, I'll start it off. At hashtag gun uh, – hashtag unknown. Asked, we don't have to say ask Dixie and all that, right? No. We'll no. just read the tweet. All right. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? How about Abyss? Do you guys get the reference? Yes. I don't. Um, this is Wait, from – I don't get the reference. Batman. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch I it. thought it was funny. Um, from Table of Japan, at Table of Japan, is it true a lot of the mid-carters in TNA are considering moving to North Korea because they have a better – because they have a better human rights? I guess – yeah, they have better human rights. I like that one. That one was good. Brandon, what you got? Uh, this one's at K underscore stacks with a Z, DPG. Jake Roberts is a free agent. He is a great ta- – a great – well, that doesn't make sense. But a great talent under 60. He also lost some weight. Is there a TNA title run in his future? Uh, <laughs> all right. At Marty DeRosa, nice. when, will Impact, when will Impact Wrestling start their very own Kickstarter? Nice. Uh, Here's another good one uh, from at Marty DeRosa as well, the host of Wrestling with Depression. Uh, Didn't you get enough from this from the You Shoot DVD? Are you a glutton for punishment? Ever see hashtag Ask Vince? You never will. (laughs) This one is at Tony Vasquez78. How does it feel to have a worse product than Pepsi Clear? Uh, <laughs> at not that guy zero eight one five, next TNA taping in the bingo hall. <laughs> I've, oh, I'm trying to find one from Matt, Matthew from Botchmania. Um, there was a really good. Okay, here we go. Matthew, Matthew of Botchmania at Matthew Greg. 
Uh, are you able to talk if Hulk Hogan is drinking a glass of water? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's funny. funny. That's yeah, that is good. Funny, one. Actually, uh, this one's at Brave Sir Robin BP. Will Jay Leno be headlining a TNA pay per view soon? Uh. <laughs> All right, I got another one here from uh, Pat Buck at Buck Never Stops, uh, a promoter himself. He asked Dixie, "Why don't you tweet less and fix your company more?" Bam, roasted. roasted. Amen. Amen. We got any more good ones? Yeah, that's what I'm going through. I'm trying to get past like the ones that are serious. I got another one from uh, at James Vanderbeek. Would you ever? Uh, would you ever say firing a guy with a broken neck and a pregnant woman was the greatest heel turn in history? That's pretty good. Nice. Nice. Um, same one it's- from James Vanderbeek. How did you? How did Hogan convince you hiring Brooke was a good idea? <laughs> That's a good one. All right, we got any more? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to like avoid the dumb ones. Yeah, I, like there was one that I, I don't know who it was, but there was one that uh, said, "Do you feel guilty for ruining Samoa Joe's career?" <laughs> Here, Lord Virus eighty one is TNA retirement community for overaged wrestlers and hashtag WWE rejects. Uh, it has to be like tons more that like we're just like skimming through yeah, them. Right I know. Now. Yeah, but like, anyway, but so, yeah, but anyway, Dixie Carter, them. after I guess this bashing of hers, uh, released a statement. Oh. Uh, released a statement, pretty much saying, "Hey, guess what? We're doing this to better TNA. You know, we're trying to we're releasing all these talents just to make way for new talent and new things and to better impact wrestling." And I think that just admits defeat. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I guess I suck. Maybe I should just stay off of Twitter. And maybe stop telling the uh, the announcers. It's imperative that you follow Dixie Carter. Seriously, at, <laughs> at Jeff oh. J Hicks, do you realize the Spirit Squad was more over than assholes and eights? <laughs> I was just gonna do at Jeff J Hicks as well, and I was gonna say I have a cup holder full of chains. Trade you for TNA? I can throw <laughs> in an air an air supply cassette. Nice. Um, a Buster Man Zero, baby, don't hurt me. But I need to know what is love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself over and say at Mark and out. Do you uh, do you do any tricks or you just jump jump? Uh, <laughs> I nice. thought that was funny. Yeah. Dennis Stamp. Uh, T at uh, Jeff Hicks again. <laughs> at Jeff J Hicks. TNA ain't nobody got time for that. Nice. Uh, Eric Kinch at hashtag unknown. Uh, who do you have in the corporate death pool? I got Zynga going out before TNA, so please do me a favor and hold out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, our, that's our Impact Wrestling talk for this week. Uh, if you see any other good ones, definitely leave uh, them on the Facebook page or on MarkingOut.com. Yeah, or uh, else just tweet, like, tweet us. If, you, if you're creative enough, tweet one to us. Yeah, and until next week, let's get into... Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Yep, it's shameless plugs. All right. Go check out Dragon Gate USA, Enter the Dragon, fourth anniversary celebration on July 28th at the Highland Highline Ballroom. Highline Ballroom. New, yeah, Highline Ballroom in New York, New York. They're going to have the Open the Freedom Gate title match, which is going to feature Gargano, Versus the winner of a four-way, which you're going to see the Young Bucks, Shima, uh, Shima Akira Tozawa, 
Frightmare, Jigsaw, Fire Ant, Chuck Taylor, all these Trent Beretta, A.R. Fox, all these wrestlers on the card, Anthony Nice. You could order it on pay-per-view, w, on iPay-per-view, www.nlive.com. Yeah. Did, also, you say, did you say it was in New York City, by the way? Yes. Yes, sir. There was supposed to be a car event there, but I guess Gabe took the booking. Yeah, Shane Strickland's going to be there. Good it's a, it's a it's a really small place. It, it probably holds maybe 600, 700 people. Yeah. I, when we went for Jakara, I think it was like 300 people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not too sure. So it's good for bigger shows, uh, smaller shows. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And Chris, you're going to have to help me out with this name. Norichika Norichika Aoki. Aoki. All right. Center fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, at Nori underscore Aoki7 because he's going to care if you actually follow him or not. But he started use he hasn't hit a home run in a bunch of games. Then he switched over to his walk-up music as Fandango's theme song, and he smacked a home run using that theme song. And apparently he's going to keep on using Fandango's theme song as his walk-up music. So props to you. Good choice. He should have used uh, Kung Fu Naki's old theme song. He um he's been on my fantasy team all year and Funaki? No, or Norchi <laughs> Nor- Aoki because you know last year he had a solid year. He's been 330 100 home runs, you know, 100 home runs. 100 uh, home runs? No, wow. uh, uh like 100 RBIs, 30 home runs, but he's been doing shit this year. So he's been on my bench. So hopefully uh the power of professional wrestling can help him here. Yeah, Seriously? but he, and he also, really he should have used Kung Funaki's theme song. And <laughs> also now that Ryan Braun's out of the lineup, maybe he'll see, start seeing a lot more pitches. Yeah, right. And why, Chris, why Chris, should why should he have used Kung, Kung Funaki's theme song, guys? And the next why. shameless plug. Yeah, Chris, what take the it fuck, away, man. Your guy is serious, dude. Chris, yeah. take it away. Uh, the next shameless plug goes to uh, fourteen ninety five. Sports. Uh, I ran into uh, their founder and editor, Stacy last night, the NYWC show. They cover a lot of uh, wrestling, WWE, imp- shit-packed, uh, family entertainment wrestling. Uh, she's been a journalist forever. She's worked with the New York Yankees, the Rangers, uh, and they're a, startup, they're a startup company. So go check them out at uh, 1495sports.com, and you can get all their social media plugs uh, from there. Yeah, it's it's because his theme song lyrics said Kung Fu Naki, you better believe he wasn't born in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought you were just using the stereotype there, Brandon. What? I thought you were just using the stereotype there. No, uh, let me just say, well, I don't think it even has to be said, but Kung Fu Naki's theme song was incredibly racist. And the gimmick was kind of racist, too, because Kung Fu is from China and... Funaki's from Japan. All right, great. Anyway, yeah. wow, anyway, thanks, it's thanks, time thanks for Chris's. It's time for Chris's match of the week. Dave, can you relax? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week is from NYWC last night. Mike Mondo versus Trent? Question mark. This is awesome. As I said, the crowd was really into it. Um, I'm a little bit of a Trent Mark. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I think the people I'm with were as well. So when that's on rfvideo.com, we'll definitely post a link to get you guys uh, informed with how awesome that match was. Y'all got broners for him. Yeah, we did broners. Uh, we have broners for each other. Anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Listen to Brandon's shoutouts because when there are shoutouts, <laughs> there's honey. First shout-out goes to Jay Silva because uh, we chilled last Friday uh, up in Boston. If he didn't come chill, I would have been sitting in my motel room for eight hours by myself, talking to myself. Yeah, I heard you got a tour of the mansion. 
Nice. Yeah, literally a mansion. Seriously. Yeah. Then have, then you have beat him. the shit out of Benny, though. What? I heard you beat the shit out of Benny. No, that's not funny. I don't. I don't. Ben, Benny's a dog. I don't. Yeah, Benny. Benny is Silva's little dog. I heard yeah, that I Ma- Molly and, and Jay Silva were giving you a bunch of push Nelsons. Nah, Ma- Molly wasn't there. Oh. But Jay Silva tried to give me a push Nelson. I said, "I'm not Chris." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're spreading the push Nelson to the metal community. It's great. I'm yeah. sick. Yeah, you're gonna be in uh, one of those mosh pits, just push Nelson, push Dude, Nelson. The last people. show we played when our buddies in Beyond Visible were playing, me, my vocalist, and my drummer were just sitting there push Nelsoning each other, do like spinning push Nelsons. Like I'd push him to my drummer, then my drummer would spin him around and push him to me, then we'd spin him around and push him to somebody else. It was awesome. And then the security guard told us to stop before we got kicked out. Oh, we've had that happen before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where. That's where. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Miz, the Mattel team, Dolph Ziggler and Mick Foley for making one really funny Comic-Con panel. Uh, you can go check that footage out on YouTube. I know Ringside Collectibles posted it. I thought uh, it was cool. They posted a picture of um, all the action figure, like the breakdown of how they create that action figure. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. I know it was kind of funny when Mick Foley himself said that uh, Virgil is at Comic-Con, but be very careful because if he asks you his name, that means he's signing a picture for you where you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Pop. Just on that. Yeah, every, every, everybody has a Virgil story. Yeah. Uh, and anti-shout-out time. And it's, it's, it's not me, right? This shout-out goes to David. Damn it. I'm, I'm just kidding. This uh, anti-shout-out goes to Chris. I'm just kidding again. I, if, oh, no. if you were, I, and I think I knew what it would be before, but anyway, continue. This anti-shout-out goes to the people who allow that Madison Square Garden 10-year permit bullshit to pass. Uh, I don't want to go to another MSG. I want to go to the one that's there now. Uh, building a new Yankee Stadium or MetLife Stadium is one thing, which is like it was somewhat needed. But Madison Square Garden was just renovated. It's still being renovated. There's no need to take Penn Station up to the up to the fucking street. Uh, this, this place that okay, I'm sorry. Penn Station's a, a place that belongs underground. I'm sure everyone could agree with that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, as dirty and disgusting as it is, I'm sure you could revamp it in other ways. Uh, I understand this isn't the first Madison Square Garden, but. There was a lot of magic that happened at this one, and it's a huge fuck me, fuck you to me as a New Yorker. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and it's a, a huge fuck you to the countless amount of talent that have played and performed there over the past 45 years, honestly. So fuck you to the New York City Council. I hope over the next 10 years, 2023, we won't see a new Madison Square Garden. We'll see the same exact one that's there now, and Penn Station could suck a dick. Regardless, that's two, which is weird. I dropped them both, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, what, do, what is the councilwoman? What she wants to do? Uh, she wants to make Penn Station a uh, a great place for uh, what is it? Transportation place or whatever? It's like, what do you want to add an airport there too? It's like, relax, bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Madison Square Garden. Fuck you. As much as I don't like James Dolan for other reasons, but why? Because he's I can't even say it without cursing bad words on this show. Yeah, Brandon's, Brandon's getting really animated and red here, so... I'm already red. Let's get to it. It's our... <laughs> 
moment of the week. Mark out moment of the week. Dave, you can go first. As I mentioned earlier, that spinning lariat by uh, Luke Harper, I seriously thought that he defeated Sheamus. And for that moment, I was just like, I was in disbelief that it actually took place. So that was my mark out moment. Brandon? Um, oh, what's my mark out moment of the week this week? Um, yeah, I'll do this one. I was, I was walking, I was walking in the halls recently and there's, there's teacher with this door that has hyenas on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it reminded me of Leo Kruger. Um, last night at NYWC, uh, Matt Stryker's in the ring by himself facing off against, uh, you know, um, what is it? Milk chocolate. Lights go out. Bam. Just Incredibles in the ring. Place went nuts. We went nuts. All three of us definitely marked out and looked at each other. And we just went mark out moment of the week. And I said, yes. <laughs> it was awesome. And it's good to see that he's in good. Sp- and Just Incredible looks good. He's in good spirits. You know? Stay away from ECW reunions. Yep. Amen, <laughs> brother. But, yeah, that is our show for this week. Uh, solid show. Thank you to Carve Your Niche for uh, contributing some music to the podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody that commented on the Facebook page. Thank you to Nick Matocho for making our logo. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music. Thank you to Dixie Carter for supporting our, our podcast for an entire segment. Yeah. Yes. I, I also I, I hope that the woman who passed out is okay. What woman that passed out? <laughs> Jamie and I saw some woman just eat the fucking sidewalk. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to add one. Uh, at Marking Out, can you uh, ask this, uh, ask Dixie, can you make a sequel to Ready to Rumble? Oh, God, yeah. That's what they need to do. Put money into movies now. No, that was, that was clearly a joke. But uh, just just watch Cooking with Brandon, too. Thank you for all the positive feedback. Everyone who gave me negative feedback, fuck you. Thanks, I'm just kidding. Thanks I for Chris for doing such a good job on it. Oh, you're welcome, yeah. Brandon. No, you, 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 oh, you no. put yourself way over in the video. Oh, now you know your shameless plugs? No, now, <laughs> now I just saw, I forgot all about Cranky Vince. At Cranky Vince. Anal beads or uh, anal braids? <laughs> Wait, what are anal? I don't get what the what is that? Don't whatever you do, don't Google it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, marking out one at gmail.com. And until next week, for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, and we will see you next week on the podcast.